Good afternoon. Uh, thanks to the organizers for hosting uh, me, hosting us, Samara. Very happy to be here uh, uh, with such distinguished colleagues. I am Mike Morton. I'm the recently appointed research director at Samara. Samara is a registered charity and a not-for-profit think tank. Our focus is on working to improve the quality of democracy in Canada, strengthening the relationship between citizens and their elected representatives, and uh, trying to foster a more positive public life generally. So our presence on this panel, indeed, uh, on this event is slightly unique, sui generis. Uh, our audience is not strictly or primarily academic, not strictly or primarily government decision makers, at least in this instance. But what we're keenly interested in doing is, is fostering uh, an inclusive and, and action-oriented public conversation about the state of democracy in Canada. And I want to talk about how that's reflected uh, in our measure, which is what we call the Democracy 360. It's a biannual report card on the state of democracy in Canada, uh, 360 to evoke kind of circling back and taking stock uh, as, a, as a reasonably comprehensive look and also trying to evoke the, the, the sort of uh, the, the important relationship between citizens and institutions and the, the virtuous or, or vicious circles that can result uh, from the quality thereof. Why did we want to take this on? Um, we've heard about some extremely sophisticated measures of the quality of democracy, uh, but we sometimes find that in a, on a country, so speaking of the sort of comparative measures, measures meant to distinguish between regime types, uh, our observation was they're perhaps not necessarily designed to measure fine gradation on a, a, a case like Canada, which is on, by most measures, on sort of extreme end of a spectrum. So there's something useful we can do here um, in complementing that work with with an audit that is more fine uh, fine tuned to the Canadian context. So when we talk about a made in Canada benchmark, the intention is there's no intention that to of uh, you know protectionist rhetoric in that it's not intrinsically good. It's only that we're trying to design something um, that is specifically uh, intended to capture small changes in the Canadian context, uh, because the tendency is to fall back on less sophisticated measures like simply looking at voter turnout from election to election. So there's been a lot of conversation about what the relevant indicators are. Uh, our approach has been to, to pare down uh, and to reflect on what we think are the, the key dimensions of democracy, again, particularly in the Canadian context, where we expect to observe change over time. Uh, so this has allowed us to exclude a lot of very essential characteristics of democracy where we, we simply don't expect uh, to see sort of meaningful amounts of change. So for example, uh, we don't look at something like the independence of the judiciary, um, you know, levels of corruption, uh, electoral fraud, you expect a sort of constant, fairly low level of electoral fraud. Uh, we looked at you know, we, some research that, uh, which points us, which gives us some direction by looking at where Canadians are generally speaking satisfied with the state of their democracy, and that's typically um, on sort of rights dimensions, those kinds of issues. And at least satisfied is on issues in and around uh, representative democracy, their relationship with political leadership, uh, which is something we're interested in organizationally. So that becomes our focus. Uh, and we've, 
we organized our tool conceptually and looking at communication of how Canadians are talking about politics and also being talked to or talking to their representatives, political leadership more broadly, uh, levels of trust in and satisfaction with political leadership in Canada and participation both in electoral and formal party politics but also in, uh, in, in politics outside of institutions, contentious action. Uh, participation in civil society as well. It's a, in certain senses, it's a, this is a sort of, obviously, uh, you know, a narrow view. It's also a thicker conception of democracy, right? We're interested in uh, quality and quantity of participation, not just opportunities for participation. Uh, things that might be regarded as kinds of uh, outcomes, for example, around you know, uh, representativeness of, of political class as opposed to looking at something like female suffrage, which one hopes is sort of a fairly settled question here in Canada. Um, we look at several data sources. The, the key one is a survey instrument uh, that, that we've administered for the, so we, so we released earlier uh, this year the second edition of the Democracy 360. The previous one came out in 2015. Uh, so the primary data source is a survey of about 4,000 Canadians, uh, of course weighted um, for representativeness and with the, uh, sufficient uh, sort of regional stories to tell. We look at other forms of data as well, uh, just at a high level, for example, some, we look at some parliamentary resources to, to examine uh, the kinds of activities that representatives are engaged in to communicate with citizens. Um, data on the representativeness of, of Parliament, which allows us to um, uh, provide an index which sketches out the degree of proportionality um, you know, for uh, a group's uh, you know, share of, for example, share of seats in, in Parliament versus their share of the general population. Elections Canada data, other data, uh, publicly available data that identifies uh, how politicians are using social media platforms. We present all of this first in a disaggregated form. You know, we have the benefit of working on one country, not 178, uh, which gives us a little bit more space uh, to make that available. Uh, but, uh, and, and I think we think that that's particularly important, but we also took the additional step of creating a composite score. And this reflects, you know, again, uh, the particular approach and intention that's reflected in the tool, which is we are trying to make it as easily communicated, as, as accessible as possible, in order to win a sort of a broader public audience. So, um, you know, part of our process, which might make us distinct or perhaps not, uh, involves consulting with communications experts who encourage us uh, to seek some sort of aggregation and to go beyond also uh, a kind of index. The advice we received was to communicate the top line finding as a letter grade, as the, you know, like you would receive on a report card. The idea being that this is very immediate and accessible and easily communicated. So our composite score is um, fairly straightforward. It's an additive uh, uh, rationale. We're, we're, we're measuring fairly similar things, but we've organized them conceptually into th three pieces, uh, which which uh, collectively result in a score, which we then turn into a letter grade. Uh, so just very briefly, the top line result 
from the most recent edition of the report card, we observed some positive change from 2015 to 2017. The result was a B minus, so um, more sort of slight upticks in participation is reflected in that also increases in the level of satisfaction and, and trust in politicians and institutions. So, so why, why is this enterprise a little bit different? I've, I've talked about this a bit, but perhaps I'll drill down uh, in a little bit greater depth. So in the first place, uh, as I've said before, we're, we're you know, working solely in a single national context, which provides us some luxury uh, to kind of fine tune the measure with that in mind. It's not for distinguishing between regime types. We are interested in comparison, but it's comparison over time, longitudinal comparison. Uh, we also have data which supports uh, some measure of um, within-case comparison or looking at different regions and state of democracy in different parts of the country, though we haven't uh, included that most recent report. Uh, but most of all, I think the key difference is our emphasis on communication and also animating the findings. So, you know, that's even reflected in the selection of indicators in that we want to place an emphasis on areas where there's kind of both citizen and, and a representative agency. Now, you know, democracy might be more a function of structures than agents, um, but, you know, but, but that's certainly our intention. The, the measure is an end, but also a means to an end, which is to provoke action, and that's, I think, reflected in every stage of design. Uh, comes with limitations, of course. We tried to capture a, a range of indicators in this area of measuring the relationship between citizens and political representatives, but it is breadth rather than depth, and not necessarily looking at the, the quality of use of social media, for example, um, more the frequency. Our focus is on elected political leadership, as came up in the previous panel. There are other, other political elites that are critical to this picture, from the judiciary to journalists and so on. Uh, our focus is not exclusively, but primarily at the federal level of politics. That's mostly a reflection of the capacity constraints as opposed to a, a principle um, position on our part, obviously in a country where the, you know, the central government only controls 30% of public expenditure. The, the local and provincial are, are very vital democratic avenues as well, and we'd like to find ways to capture that in the future. And, uh, and finally, we, you know, there's, there's some limits with respect to benchmarks. For example, we don't have great data to compare on questions like um, how many Canadians have had convers political conversations in the past year. Uh, Cross-national comparison is useful in determining what's, what would be considered good. We have some sort of internal um, processes for identifying what's good, but there's limits and subjectivity of that, of course. So uh, just to wrap up very quickly then, we want to replicate the tool again in 2019 and hopefully you know, refine while also without messing with the core time series there. We have other work underway, including sort of in later stages of, of field work, interviewing former parliamentarians uh, to get a, to take for a more up-close examination of this, of this relationship that interests us from that particular angle. And uh, we also have an interest in doing more action and, and policy-oriented research um, in order to improve some of those grades. You know, our, in other words, our interest isn't just uh, in keeping score. So let me just say, 
in brief, uh, you know, this is research we're happy to be a part of uh, that does predate me, and I don't say that in order to evade responsibility. Uh, just the opposite. I, I'm happy to absorb uh, your criticism. It's the office that matters, not not the man. But uh, but the point is, as I'm sort of coming, you know, getting to know the tool, I have a great interest in and learning and, uh, about how we can refine and improve, so I'd be very happy to hear from you, either in session or, uh, or afterwards. Also, there are a number of our reports at the back. Uh, if, if you don't take them, we have to take them back to Toronto, and so I'd encourage you to take one, maybe take a few for friends and family, get an early start on, on Christmas shopping and home customers. <laughs> Thanks very much.